The Music Biz Weekly with Michael Brandvold. Music marketing tips, advice, and discussions. Do you need assistance with your next release? Are you looking for help with your digital strategy? Do you need help getting the most out of your social media? Do you have questions on how to find more fans? Contact Michael at www.michaelbrandvold.com. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I am your host, Michael Brandvold, and I am joined by my returning co-host, Lauren Weissman. How you doing, Lauren? Hey, Michael. It's been, doing well. It's been uh, what, about a month, month and a half since we last chatted? Yeah, it's been a while. Good you, to see you. <laughs> have you. Have you finished your dummies book? The dummies book is done. It's going through the final dumbing, dumbing up or dumbing down. <laughs> Depending on your intelligence <laughs> level, right? Yep, and we got a, we got our little dummy guy in the background now. I got toys. <laughs> uh, he, 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 need, he needs like a guitar on him. Guitar for I gotta do that and put him behind a drum set. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so today I want to throw and 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 sort of sticking to our our concept of war stories, but um, I want to I want to throw out a topic that this is something I saw happen in the news over the last week. Um, and it's something I've always kind of discussed with clients when when it's appropriate. And that's, especially when you've got bands, let's put it that way. So this is, if, if it's just you as a solo artist, this isn't as big an or a deal for you. But when you've got multiple people in your band who might be doing interviews separately, you really need to think about sitting down amongst the band and probably your management, if you've got management or your marketing contractor or your publicist, whoever you're, you've got, and kind of coordinate how you approach interviews from a, a real basic, like, who's going to be the spokesperson? Do we have one person always talking for us? No, we have everybody talking. Okay, that's fine. But then everybody has to know pertinent information because I've dealt with bands in the past where it's like, yeah, the guitar player says the album's coming out on the 12th. The drummer just posted the album's coming out on the 19th. And, you know, the bass player doesn't know when it's coming out. <laughs> you know, mixed messages like that don't, don't go over well. Don't instill confidence. And and I think you really need to sit down and and make sure everybody's sort of got that cheat sheet, you know, a piece of paper. You know, here's all the important information. Album title, release date, when our tour starts, the first date of our tour, um, who produced this, you know, um, e even stuff like as much as we laugh about it, what you and I know, um, especially when you deal with record labels, there's always manufactured stories to make things more exciting how the band met how they were discovered how they were signed um make sure everybody understands what that story is you know <laughs> so so three guys aren't saying we were we were discovered playing on a street corner and and the other guy tells the real truth of yeah it was just a bunch of us hanging out in school and jamming and you know nothing really exciting about you know, things like that happen. And, and, and what brought this to my attention was last week, old client, favorite band of mine, Kiss, 
Um, Gene Simmons was in the news talking about how Kiss is going to go back in the studio and record another album after the 2015 tour's done. And all of the band members are on board for this. And Paul's going to be producing the album again. And then the next day, Paul comes out in the press saying he doesn't know if Kiss ever needs to record another album again. <laughs> What's the story? <laughs> who, you know, now who do you believe? What's the uniformity? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting things like that that you know, bring up confusion amongst fans. And, and if somebody wants to dig for a story, that's the first kernel of, ooh, there's something going on here. You got two band members giving two different responses to the same question. Let me, what's really going on here? What's, what's, what's happening in the band? And, and that's, you don't want, you don't want people digging. Because that's when they find out that there is no manufactured story, that you are like every other band, that you have no real exciting backstory. <laughs> you know, you don't want them to discover that and ruin your whole marketing campaign. So, you know, I think it's it's really important to have that understanding between band and, and your support team. And I, I think support team is a good word because it may or may not be management. It may or not be... A record label depends on what level you're at but you've got somebody supporting you you know <laughs> make sure you understand that if you accept an interview you let your marketing team know you're doing an interview and what can be said and what can't be said you kind of you, you make me go back to i i remember being backstage and i was doing an interview i was playing behind a, a female artist and they were talking about ages, and I. Oh, that's made... a big one that that bands can <laughs> <Yeah>. screw up <laughs> on. <laughs> and I was, I mean, I was the hired gun drummer, and I said, I think that this woman is a great example of that. Once you're, you know, over the thirty mark, there's still, Oops. you know, this whole vibe to, and 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 opportunity and empowerment. The manager, I remember just being chewed out, and this is before the show, just being chewed out of like. You can't say that blank is over 30. I'm like, good God, you can tell though. I mean, and, and we learned from there that it was don't reference age. You're not going to say an age, but don't reference age. And that little list of things. And you had mentioned that in another conversation we had. And, and earlier, that piece of paper of what's going to be discussed, what's not going to be discussed. And more so, what you discussed as well, Michael, was when something happens, is it clear and defined you know, what will the response be uniformly and not let certain things get by? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it, I think we've all, everybody watching or listening to this, you've all seen this happen with some band you're a fan of where, where wires get crossed, messages get screwed up, and, and it's going to happen. So I'm not, I'm not saying um, do this because you can prevent it from happening. It's just going to happen. I mean, in a natural conversation, you just mention somebody over 30. It's just natural. It's not, wasn't an, uh, an attempt to reveal something. You know, it was, may, you know, maybe the album date got moved yesterday, a week. And you for, you got the email, but you forgot. It was just a natural. You know, it's it's being prepared and understanding all of that 
type of stuff. And, 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 you know, if there are stories you need to stick to, truth or fabricated, doesn't matter, you know, make sure everybody understands the story and sticks to the story until they're told at some point in the future, it's that far in the past, nobody cares, you can tell the truth now. <laughs> you know, it's 20 years later. Yeah, she definitely looks over 30 years old. <laughs> you can say it, you know. <laughs> but you you really need to to get everybody on the same the, the you know, on the same base when it comes to all that type of stuff because there there's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of moving pieces in interviews. And um I think we've we've both seen it. Every once in a while, you're going to come across an interviewer who is going to try and slip you up. He's going to try and make you say or confirm something. And, um, you know, you need to be on your guard what that message is and to stick to that message no matter how much somebody presses you that says, I was there the day she was born. I know what her birthday. Nope. Nope. That's not true. That's not true. You know, stick to the story. And, 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 you know, I think it's, I think it's important that band and management know the flow of interviews, meaning do all interviews have to channel funnel down through management or your support team? Are you allowed to accept an interview on your own, but make sure your support team knows about it? Because, from, from the simple standpoint, there's nothing worse than doing an interview and a great interview, never telling your support team you did this interview and therefore never getting anything out of the interview because it never got shared on your website and never got shared on your Facebook page. Nothing came from it. You gain nothing from it. And what probably happens is you piss off the writer. Because the writer is counting on you giving them some exposure for their story. It's a two, no, it's a two way. It's a two way streak. I mean, I'm nowhere on the level of of these larger bands, but when I do interviews based around my book, I have a couple little caveats of do not grill me with the people that I played with as a ghost drummer, and do not ask me too many questions about my personal life. I mean, I'm all over social media like you, but my personal life, I keep it very private and understanding confidentiality and NDAs, I can't talk about it. I, I got onto a, a Canadian radio uh, station and they had some information on stuff that I played on that for me to talk about that, it could get me in trouble. And it, it was a little bit annoying. I mean, having that like you said, that exact message. I remember a car accident I was in. I was 18 years old. I just lightly tapped somebody. And two weeks later, they're calling me saying, you know, their necks are doing this and blah, blah, blah. My father's a lawyer. And his only advice to me that night, I'm like, I got in an accident. It's not my fault. I explained everything that happened. He goes, it's not your fault. Write that all down. And now every time the insurance company calls you, answer those same questions yeah. the exact same way. And just what you're saying there where it's, you can have an interesting twist or you can even deflect and say something, you know, say something funny and, and, and keep it interesting for the interviewer. But yeah. And I mean, especially if, if uh, like you'd said earlier, an event or something happens, you know, that, that you don't want to have discussed, don't let them, don't let them lead you into it. But at the same time, if you do step up, this is, this is free copyright. Somebody can't 
come and yell at you to take it when I can yell at you, but technically they can't have you take it down. Yeah, yeah uh, well, and, and that, that's a point I wanted to make is it's much easier to try and manage this stuff all up front like we're discussing right now with band meetings and team meetings and all this stuff. It's much more difficult to try and put the genie back in the bottle when you did an interview and you said something you weren't supposed to say and now it's on some fan's website, it's in a message <coughs> board. Um, we know the Internet. Once it's out there, it's out there. Sure, you can delete it from here, but guess what? It's like whack-a-mole. It's gone from there, but it pops up over here, and it's just going to keep doing that. And and you have to, I guess you really got to have the understanding that you can't make things go away on the Internet. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe you can make people go away. <laughs> your, your distribution alone, when you upload you know, one of these episodes or three sides of the coin or any of the, the videos or, or, or podcasts that you do, when they go out to iHeart, you know, you're, you're not going in the back door to iHeart to pull those down. If, if it's on an RSS feed, if it gets picked up by you know, a website or, or anyone, it's it's out there that much. It's out there that much more, and people. You need to think about that also when you're answering questions. Imagine answering a question and or whatever you're saying, and realizing what goes up, like you said, doesn't come down. Whatever I say, it's always going to be out there. Are you okay with that? Yeah, and you know, I've I've done interviews in the past where, when the interview's been done, I've said, hey, you know, I wasn't quite comfortable with something I said. Would you give me the courtesy of verifying this first and I can get back to you and let you know that that's accurate? Because a lot of people are are want their interviews to be accurate. And if you and if you're going to come back and say, "You know what? That that answer I gave you wasn't right. It was the wrong date, it was the wrong producer, whatever." Um, can you pull that? Yeah. It's very people are much more accommodating up front to re-edit, to erase something, to pull a line out, to cut a different answer with you because now you know the right information. Do that. Take the opportunity to say, let me get back to you tomorrow within 24 hours. I want to confirm what I said is accurate. If it's not, um, I'd be more than happy to cut a different answer for you, send you a different email with an answer you can use in the written interview, whatever. Um, do that. Don't 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 feel like once you've done the interview, it's gone. It's out of your control. You know, I I would venture to say the majority of interviewers will be more than accommodating if you deal with them up front and politely. If you deal with them after the fact, after it's been out for two days. And now you're hurting you're, their legs, and, and you're getting your butt chewed out because of something that you said. Um, it's it's more work for everybody, like I said, to put a genie back in the bottle. That's really tough. So, yes. so you know, and 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 maybe for some of these younger bands, you've never done interviews. Um, there's there's people out there that can coach you. And, 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 and if you're going to start doing a lot of interviews, it might be worth seeking out somebody who can coach you on how to do interviews or find somebody who does a lot of interviews and watch them. Find somebody you admire 
and watch them do interviews. You don't necessarily need to care about what they're talking about, but watch how they control the interview. How, you know, <coughs> excuse me, one of, one of the, the um, most impressive things I picked up of working with Paul Stanley was when he does interviews, he's not quick to engage his mouth. Meaning a question comes out to him, he doesn't immediately have to start talking with an answer. I've seen him sit there and <laughs> ponder for five seconds, 10 seconds, silence, while he formulates what the answer should be. And then he begins. That's controlling the interview. I think, I think the couple, the key three that I always have pushed off to artists is whenever you're answering a question, think about it, or even if it's a positive thing on you, think about it like you're answering to your biggest fan, but also your biggest idol. There's a sense of uh, assertiveness and confidence, but also that element in the interview where you're not getting full of yourself. And you know, answering also in short blasts, especially you're, you know, an up and comer. I mean, Paul Stanley, I think you've got a little bit more room to take five or 10 seconds. Yeah. If you're, uh, but, but if you're, I, I guess the point is I, I don't, 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 don't feel <laughs> pressured by the interviewer to spew out some answer immediately because that's how you're going to slip up and that's how they're going to get you to make a mistake. And, and I, if you've done enough interviews, you know that the uncomfortable moment is silence. When you're not saying anything and the interviewer is sitting there silent and nobody's saying anything, just looking at each other, it's sort of like a standoff. You know, who's going who's gonna to open their mouth first? And, you know, don't feel that pressure to just, okay, it's too quiet, i got to say something. I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say something. As what that nine, ninety times nine nine times out of ten, what you're going to say is probably not what you wanted to say at that moment. <laughs> no, the pause. The pause is a beautiful thing, and avoiding the uhs and the ums. If you, if you need to correct yourself, take. I mean, take the time. I tr I try when I'm talking, even in speaking engagements or interviews. If I need to pause in between sentences. To avoid um and uh, well, um, know what I'm saying? Uh, you know all those. If the interview isn't going out live, you can always stop and go. You know what? Yeah. Let Let me do this again. Just say that. I mean, they're recording this. By you stopping and saying, "Let me do this again," they're gonna have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> you have just forced them to have to edit the audio. Or if you're Dude. dealing with somebody that's a real pain in the ass, just swear. Yeah, there you go. They <laughs> know a good one. Fuck. <laughs> Fill it up with F-bombs everywhere. And they're just going to sit back and go, you know what? It's not worth my time to do this interview. I'm just going to trash it. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, interviews are really important. And, and I think it's just very... You, you can't take them lightly is what it comes down to because you don't know when an interview is going to blow up on you, good or bad. And when they blow up and go viral, 
you can't do much except sit back and ride that wave. And you can't stop it. Hopefully you can get something out of it. So, you know, be as prepared up front by knowing what to say, what not to say, knowing that your support infrastructure knows this is coming. I, 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 did, <laughs> I did an interview um, yesterday on Three Sides of the Coin with um, the old security director for KISS from the 70s, from 76. And he was with the band when they went over and toured Europe for the very first time in 76. And he was talking about how they did a show in Sweden. And they did a press conference. Back then, they did the press conferences out of makeup. Press is there in this room. Not a lot of press, but some press. And they're still eyeballing, going, you know, can't take pictures. You can't take pictures. Band's out of makeup. We don't want pictures of the band in ma out of makeup. And he said, we thought we caught everybody. But he goes, the next morning, I'm the first one up in the crew in the band, 5 a.m. I get the paper from in front of my hotel room door. And, wha and what's on the front cover? <laughs> a picture of the band from that press conference out of makeup. You don't want, and he basically this is what he's like. First thing I did is I called Bill Coin, the band's manager, and I said, "You better go get the paper." <laughs> Bill was not happy. You don't want your manager, your support team, whoever it might be, to read an email tomorrow morning first thing, saying, "Wow, guess what was said? Guess what photo just got published?" You know, you want to control that beforehand. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't even imagine that. Yeah. Especially on that level. Well, ba ba basically, it, the, the, the story ended with, you know, Bill Coin was mad, but he understood you can't stop everybody. So the security director said, you know, um, we've got two options going forward here when we do press conferences. One, we pat down and basically strip search everybody coming into a press conference for cameras. I don't think you want to do that with the press. Two, you start doing every press conference in full makeup. As much as they didn't want to do it in full makeup, they opted for that. And they've basically done all their press conferences in full makeup since then. It's a lot more work to get in makeup, out of makeup, in costume, out of costume. But now you can take all the pictures you want, and we don't have to worry about that problem. <laughs> Anything you can reduce. I couldn't even imagine if that happened in the day of social media. I mean, yeah, that made a newspaper, but I mean, imagine. Yeah, it's <laughs> imagine funny. had that happened. I, 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 I asked the guy, I go, you know, just in your opinion, if, if you were doing that today with Kiss, would it be possible to hide their identities? Like, impossible. Never happened. Couldn't do it. Um, you know, it, it, it's not that it would be in the paper the next morning, it would be on Twitter in two seconds. Once it's up, it's out, and it's gone forever. And and the other thing which was interesting, because he said back in those days, they would intimidate photographers. They'd mm. go up and get in the face of a photographer and basically rip the film out of their camera. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, you never had anybody push back, get stand? Their... He's like, no, you know, it was a totally different time back then. People you know, they were intimidated. They knew they weren't supposed to be doing it. They knew they got caught. They gave it up. I go, you know, and today, if you tried to do that to some paparazzi, 
He's going to sue. He's got a lawsuit in his back pocket if you try and lay one finger on him and, and steal his camera or his film or his memory card. He's like, yeah, it just it can't happen today. Just can't. It's a totally different mindset and time frame. That's, you know, and it's interesting. I mean, you bring up a great point about maybe you enjoyed watching these interviews from before social media or things happening. And we've got to consider where we are at, where we're at today. I think there are a lot of musicians, whether it be interviews, whether it be reviews, whether, how they're acting in public, it's a different world. We've got to well, adjust. <laughs> listen, what about the whole Periscope and Meerkat application sensation of live video streaming? You know, now with those, it's not somebody taking your picture and uploading it and then trying to get the picture taken down. It's going out live. Somebody's there with their smartphone, you know, streaming you live and what you're seeing. There's, there's, there's no fixing that. So you yep. really got to think about that type of stuff. So, you know, even when you are doing interviews, what's that person over there doing with the camera? I know you're interviewing me, and I know that tape recorder is recording me. What's that person doing with their cell phone? Oh, don't worry about it. They're just streaming it to our website. What? <laughs> you know, stop. You know, this is not a live interview. This is this is a pre-recorded interview that you know I'm supposed to have rights to review and and comment on. I think it it ties into also outside of the interview of what you're sharing, whether it be about your music, about, you know, ideas. I mean, we, we, we were very in the last, last couple of months in, in development of, of the TV show that's coming next year. When we're in public, we're not talking about it. I mean, you don't know whose ears are where and it's less so being in Florida, but when we were up in New York and other spots, it's that old saying of the person that said, oh, they stole the Seinfeld idea. They stole friends. Well, maybe they did, but they overheard it and there was nothing to stop them. So right, those, right. those things that you say, and I'm not, I don't want to get too far off the interview track, but you want to share something, shit on a band member, say something like that with everything you've just talked about from the streaming to somebody overhearing it. You know, yes, that's negative, but they did hear it, so it's not defamation of character, and they're putting it out there. You know, I, I'm I'm a big advocate of shut your mouth in public. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 is very. Again, I go back to silence is tough, but the biggest thing you can do is keep your mouth shut and don't say something. And 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 if the interviewer drops a bomb question on you, and the only answer is to incriminate yourself one way or another, no matter how you answer it. Just keep your mouth shut, no matter how uncomfortable it gets. Yep, absolutely. It's tough, and you're going to need some practice doing it. But, you know, it, it's almost like when you get good at interviews, you're going to be able to be in the interview, giving the interview, but you can also kind of separate yourself and pay attention and look in at this interview going, all right, here's what's going on. Being aware of what's been asked in the situation. You know, you need that sort of, sixth sense that gets developed over time it's practice it's practice it's practice i mean if if you're uncomfortable with interviews but you want to do them just start accepting all of them that you can just make sure the first ones you do are small nobody interviews 
<laughs> you know, somebody that's got a uh, hundred people who read their website. That's going to be le probably less damaging if you embarrass yourself than it would be a website that's got a hundred thousand people. So, and take some of the written ones. You know, I mean, I written I interviews get, are I get great. A lot. Yeah. And that can help prep you also, sort of a, a preschool for the live or, well, or Yeah, video. the more interviews, written interviews you do, you start developing canned responses to the same question over and over and over. And that's where you really get good at interviews. I mean, we all have our favorite bands, and we all know that when you see an interview by your favorite band and they get asked this question, this is the answer. You could recite the answer as well as the band member could, because you've heard it a million times. It's because they got the canned answer. How did you guys form? Here's the canned answer. Why did your lead guitarist quit the band? Here's the canned answer. That comes through practice. Writing them out is good. Writing them out lets you build that cheat sheet, because then you sit back and look at them when you're done and go, well, that's a good answer. I'm going to save that answer. <laughs> I do that. I've I've got a little Evernote file on my Evernote application where it's like, you know, good quotes, good answers. It's stuff like that where it's just like when the time comes, I can just dig in there and pull out the good answer that I gave two years ago, but it's a great response. Yeah, it just optimizes you more at the same time, too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, Lauren, this was good. Um Let's let's see if we can hit on another topic in a couple more weeks here, and uh, we'll th we'll throw the ball into your court. You get to come up with something next for the next episode. How's that sound? Sounds good. And uh, when when's your book coming out? Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> where's your cheat um, sheet? June. They're telling me June 29th, but I was looking at the scheduling of production and shipping and all that and i wouldn't be surprised if it's a couple days later so i'm i'm gonna say late june early july to be safe <laughs> there, there you go i was just gonna say that's the canned answer when you don't have an exact date late june you can't pinpoint june early summer when you can't pinpoint summer third quarter <laughs> gives you a lot more wiggle room. <laughs> I, like, I like to say that if everything goes exactly to plan June 29th, but I like, I, like you said, I like wiggle room. <laughs> wiggle room because nothing ever goes exactly to plan. No album release goes to plan. No book release. Nope. No tour. No nothing goes to plan. <laughs> Give yourself some wiggle room. Oh, yeah. All right, Lauren, this was good. It's good catching up with you. Good seeing you. All right, take care, everybody. Has the Music Biz Weekly helped your career? I'd love for you to leave us a review and rating on Apple iTunes. Visit http colon forward slash forward slash iTunes dot com and leave your review. I read them all. <laughs>